Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Hello, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Listen, I'm happy to be with you once again on the Variety Station. We're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. You know, we've talked about the socioeconomic condition of black people in America. Uh, We've talked about uh, banking. We've talked a bit about some of my heroes. We talked about Black History Month. We actually talked about college athletes. And um, and most of you know uh, by now, if you've listened, that I record this show a couple of days before you hear it. Generally, I record it on a Sunday. And you hear it on Wednesday. Uh, depending on the time zone, you may hear it at 11 o'clock if you're on the West Coast, at 2 o'clock if you're on the East Coast. And uh, and But something happened yesterday, and I, I really uh, am somber, and we're starting this program off on a very somber note uh, because America lost a legend yesterday. America lost not only a former great athlete and great basketball player, but a great man, a great father, a great husband, a great humanitarian. And, you know, I'm talking about none other than Kobe Bryant. Yesterday started for me as, uh, as, as most days I got up, I didn't make church yesterday, but I did work out. I, I meditated my wife and I, and, and, and so, uh, worked out and, and all of that happened and things were normal. I wasn't going to play golf. So because it was about 50 degrees, a little bit breezy for me to get out. And late morning, uh, my day took a turn. And I must say it took a turn for the worst. Because I, I saw a text from her, and then I started seeing the news reports that we had lost Kobe Bryant in, a, in an accident, a tragic accident, a helicopter crash in California. And honestly, I think the mood, my mood and the mood of others, my, my children started texting me and, and uh, the mood of other people has been impacted by this sudden and tragic loss of Kobe Bryant. You will recall on Saturday and leading up to the Lakers game on Saturday, then Kobe was in the news because we all anticipated his record being broke, his, his, his place being taken on the all-time leading NBA scoring list by LeBron James, which it happened on Saturday. Uh, LeBron passed Kobe for third place on the list. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, the last text that Kobe sent was one congratulating LeBron James for his prowess as a basketball player. And then the next day, this, the next day, this. And you know what that reminded me of is something that I put on social media. And and we've all heard this, but we know not the hour or the day. We know not 
the hour of the or the day. You leave home in the morning and you expect to get back that evening. And not only do you expect to get back, your family expects you to get back. Uh, nobody says, "Oh, well, let me give you a hug in case I don't see you again." We don't. We we don't do that, and we shouldn't. But we don't know the hour and we don't know the day. We don't know what's going to happen to us. And so we have to, we have to stay prepared. We have to stay ready. I, my, my heart goes out to Vanessa Bryant, to Kobe's other three daughters, to his mother, his father, his sister, and to all of the fans. You know, I have been a Laker fan for most of my professional basketball fandom. I became a Laker fan back when uh, when the Sixers traded Wilt, who was my favorite player as a kid coming up. So when Wilt got traded to the Lakers, then I became a Lakers fan. fan. And I recall seeing Jerry West, uh, who is a another legendary Laker. Jerry West, as most of you know, if you're basketball fans, if you look at the NBA logo, he is the player on the logo. And to hear Jerry West talk about the way the circumstances under which Bryant was signed by the Lakers and uh, the couple of years that Jerry West was general manager when, when Kobe was there and thinking about the championships that Kobe won with Shaq and with that Laker group. And then to think about what Kobe Bryant was able to do after Shaq left and went to, I think then Miami to put that Laker team on his back and through his sheer wheel skill when he had a lot of that and determination just willed them to victory another couple of times, will them to two additional NBA championships. He's got five rings, five rings. That's, that's big. You know, that's, that's a Michael Jordan territory. That's a Bill Russell territory. Uh, LeBron is still pursuing that level, five rings, count them, five rings. And so we mourn the death, all sports fans mourn the death of a, a legendary sports figure, a man who has not yet been out of the game long enough to have experienced going into the Hall of Fame. He'll go in, unfortunately, posthumously, but he'll go in and he'll be a, I predict, a unanimous selection uh, to the Basketball Hall of Fame, Kobe Bryant. Along with Kobe, we mourn the death of his daughter, Gianna, Gigi Bryant. We also mourn others who were on that fateful helicopter ride headed to the Mamba Center to play basketball. Gianna and her teammate, Alyssa Altabelli, uh, who also perished in the crash. Alyssa's father, John Altabelli, and her mother, Carrie Altabelli, also perished. John was the baseball coach at 
Orange Coast College. Also gone much too soon. Christina Mauser, who was a basketball coach at the Harbor Day School where Gigi Bryant attended, was a passenger on the flight. Peyton Chester, a middle, middle school student, was a passenger on the flight. Sarah Chester, Peyton's mother, was a passenger on the flight. And of course, the pilot, Era Zabian, was, was on the flight. And so just, uh, just thinking about Kobe, uh, thinking about his two numbers, number eight and number 24, that both up here in the rafters at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. I understand at the Grammys, I didn't watch the Grammys last night, but I understand the Grammys were at the Staples Center. And, and, and of course, there were thoughts and prayers and tributes to Kobe. And they, they've actually named, uh, remarked that the Staples Center is the house that Kobe Bryant built. In hearing all of the professional basketball players and sports casters and commentators um, share their emotional feelings about the loss of this 41-year-old iconic ex-basketball player, but iconic individual who had so much going for himself and so much to live for and so much to contribute. It's just difficult to come to grips with the fact that he's gone and gone so soon. He was a great player, one of the players who came directly from high school to go on to star in the NBA. Um, he was an impact player almost right from the start of his career. Um, he was beloved, uh, and he was a champion, as I mentioned earlier. He played with various cast of supporting players and, and other players. And the one thing about great players like Kobe and Magic and Bird and some others, many others, they make everyone around them better. And that's one thing that Kobe did. He drove his teammates to be the best that they can be. And he led by example. He was the most talented player, but he also was the hardest working player on the team. And that's something when you're, when you're, when your best player, when your most talented player works his butt off, then that says everybody else got to work their butt off to be on this team. And it, it paid off for the Lakers. It paid off for Kobe. I, I know he's going to be missed. And so will all the other people who are on that, on that flight. Um, so their families are grieving this morning, or this, this afternoon, depending on where you are. All of us are still in a bit of shock. I heard the news more than 24 hours ago and, Every time I pass by a television and the news or sports around it, it, it gives me that feeling once again, still in a state of shock. I, I wished when I heard it that it was a mistake, and I hate that it wasn't. 
So I, I plan on talking about the Super Bowl when we come back, and that was my plan to talk about the Super Bowl, uh, the in, not the entire show, but most of the show. But I, I could not let this opportunity pass by without spending a few minutes early in this program just saying to all of you, all of the listeners out there, that uh, I had great respect for Kobe Bryant. I know he was a great basketball player. He has also become a great father, a great husband, a great man, a great philanthropist, a great businessman. He was building and had built a brand, and he was a brand unto himself. He will never be forgotten. His contributions to both the sports world and the world in general are never going to be forgotten. Now, you stay right where you are. We're going to be back with more of In the Black. This is Bob Dickerson. I want to see you on the other side of these very important messages. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Want to play the ponies and win? 
at Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps, on and off the field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Well, hello again, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Let me give you some some information. You know, you can reach out to me on Twitter. It's at In the Black, E-N-T-H-B-L-K, at In the Black, or at B. Dickerson Jr. You know, I'll answer either one of those. If you reach out, I'll reach back. And also, you can get me on, look at me on Facebook and, you know, talk to me on there, Messenger, or whatever that is. Facebook, it's Bob Dickerson. Check out my website, bobdickerson.com. But most of all, listen to me on this radio program. I am very happy that you are out there. Uh, We spent the first uh, segment uh, talking about Kobe Bryant. I I felt obligated to do that. But I'm a big-time sports fan, as all of you know. And today, I mean, this week uh, is one of the big-time sports weeks uh, Kobe's death has, you know, kind of put a damper on some of it, but there's a football game on Sunday that I'm sure if you're a big time sports fan, if you're a football fan, and even if you're not, you know, the Super Bowl is one of those things that people watch who don't care anything about football. I would, I would imagine there are some people that watch one football game a year and that football game is the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl parties. You know, I'm not really big on going to Super Bowl parties. Because I like watching the game, especially uh, a game like this that promises to be a really good one, that promises to be really competitive. And, you know, Super Bowl games have become more and more competitive over the past, oh, decade or so. Uh, You know, you don't see that many uh, blowouts in the Super Bowl. I think uh, last time it was a blowout, didn't somebody blew out uh, the Colts? You know, I don't remember. Maybe somebody can tweet me and let me know that there's been another blowout. I, I don't know. But uh, but you don't see many blowouts. They're coming down to the wire, uh, and they've been some great games, some great theater. So I thought back, and I thought I'd do just a bit of trivia uh, because I remember watching the very first Super Bowl. Yes, I remember watching the very first Super Bowl. I believe that I was – 16 or 17 years old. I know that I was not uh, a, a, an adult when that happened, but I watched the first Super Bowl 
and uh, in uh, 1967. Maybe I was 15. I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of things, and these would be kind of some Bob Dickerson in the black trivia. So what team that's playing Sunday played in the very first Super Bowl? Well, I won't make you wait too long, especially since I can't see you anyway as radio. But that would be Kansas City. So the very first Super Bowl uh, featured the Kansas City Chiefs playing the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, San Francisco just beat Green Bay uh, last week for the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, or week before last, for the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, the, the Packers played the Chiefs in the first Super Bowl it was actually the National Football League champion playing the American Football League champion. A little bit different than what we have today because we have the National Football Conference playing the American Football Conference after the merger of the leagues. But, but back in those days, everybody knew that the National Football League team was going to beat the American Football League team, which the Packers did they beat the Kansas City Chiefs soundly um, in Los Angeles at the Super Bowl. Uh, the quarterback for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers was also the MVP that day, and he was a guy who went to the University of Alabama. He just recently passed away, and his name was what? Bart Starr. So Bart Starr was a quarterback for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Lenny Dawson was a quarterback for. Kansas City. And the two coaches, these are names that we ought to remember because uh, the coach of the Kansas City Chief, he was a flamboyant uh, guy. You know, he reminded me of one of my college coaches, always talking, always had something to say. It was kind of funny, uh, matriculating the ball up and down the field. But that was Hank Stram. But the coach of the other Super Bowl team uh, was the man who the Super Bowl trophy is named after. Now, when the trophy is named after you, that means something. And so when you win a Super Bowl, they hand you the Lombardi trophy. And so that was uh, because of the coach of the Packers who did a phenomenal job. And really, uh, the Packers were a dynasty uh, back in the 60s. And that was Vince Lombardi. And so, yeah, the first two Super Bowls, you know, you had Kansas City and Green Bay the first year. You had uh, you had uh, Green Bay playing the Oakland Raiders. We're not going to see them again for a while. They're going to be the Los Angeles – I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders. But the Oakland Raiders in the second Super Bowl. But then in Super Bowl number three, that's when the tide started to turn. And when I say the tide, everybody knows I'm an Alabama fan. And the Alabama quarterback who had gone on to the NFL, who was, who was the first player to sign for $100,000. Oh, that was a lot of money. Now, they make $100,000 a quarter in some cases. But, but he signed for $100,000. He was brash. Uh, he bragged. Um, and his name is Joe Namath. And that was the time when the American Football League team, the New York Jets, defeated the National Football League team. The trivia question, Baltimore Colts, coached by Don Shula. 
who went on to coach Miami to an undefeated season, the last totally undefeated season in pro football. So we're really looking forward to the Super Bowl on Sunday. I think this is a great matchup between two super football teams. And I don't mean that just to be, just to try to use the cliche. I think these are the two best teams in football this year. Uh, San Francisco has an outstanding defense. Kansas City has an outstanding team uh, and probably a better offense than defense. And, uh, and right now, the last time I looked, and I don't bet, I'm not a gambler, I don't really bet on games, um, but uh, Kansas City is about a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So at a, with a one-and-a-half-point favorite, that means it's even. Because I mean, no, that one-and-a-half points, that's not even, that's, that's a half a field goal, I guess. So, so it's, a, it's a real evenly matched game. It should be a good game, especially also when you look at, Again, the strengths of the team. I was so impressed with uh, with the 49ers defense and the way they corralled Aaron Rodgers most of the game. Now, late in the game, second half when the game was well established, and you know Aaron didn't quit. The Packers didn't quit. They kept trying. They kept trying to come back. But I think they were they were a little bit too far behind, and that wasn't going to happen. But I was really really impressed with the 49ers defense over the play, over the playoffs. They, they handle the Vikings pretty, pretty well and being turned around and, and really the first half performance by their defense against green Bay was outstanding. It was really outstanding. It was a, it was a thing of beauty. And to, to have a, uh, a football game where the San Francisco, San Francisco quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, only has to throw, what, eight or nine passes, and they still win. And then to unleash the running game that they, you know, that they did so well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little – I'm not a, I'm not really, you know, pulling. I'm, I don't necessarily care who wins. Um, not right now. When I start watching the game, I may sink into or settle into wanting one team to win or another. Uh, I really just want to see a really, really good game. But uh, right now, I'm a little bit concerned. And if I, you know, I don't know if I would bet, you know, that point and a half. But but based on what I saw Sunday and what I saw throughout the playoffs, I might have to go with San Francisco. We haven't seen Garoppolo have to really put the team on his back and win. Now, now we did see Patrick Mahomes do some outstanding things, include, including running a touchdown. But when he ran the touchdown, it was almost like uh, the other team decided, well, we don't really want to tackle you, so come on, run on in the end zone. But, uh, but, but it should be a great game. Uh, don't invite me to your Super Bowl party. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm probably not coming, okay? I, I will go to certain places for Super Bowl, but it has to be around people that I know are going to be as intent and as interested and as focused on the game as I am. So I'll go around my brother. There are a couple other guys that I may go over to their house. They have really good food and stuff, and I go over there. and I go early so I can get all the eating out of the way so when the game starts, we can really start focusing on the game. Hey, 
tweet me. I'd like to know, uh, you know, what your predictions are for the game. Will it be a good game? Is it going to be close? You know, am I wrong? Is it going to be a blowout? Uh, you know, who do you think is going to win? You know, I'd love to hear from the Kansas City fans as well as the 49er fans. The 49ers have been, what's this, their sixth time going, I think. I mean, you know, I'm not even looking at it, but they've been, they've been a, you know, a bunch of times. Kansas City, you know, hadn't been in a while. Oh, I bet last time Kansas City went to the Super Bowl, I think I was in college. And so uh, that's been a while, actually. That has really been a while. So, uh, so I'd really like to know what you think. Uh, is it going to be a good game? Is it going to be a blowout? Who's going to win the game? If, is it going to set up, like I think, this outstanding pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers against this great young quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs? Hey, we'll see what happens Sunday. Now, you stick around. We're going to be back with more of In the Black after these very important messages. I want to see you on the other side. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Well, hello again, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Uh, we've been talking today about a couple of things in sports about uh, the the loss, tragic loss of, of Kobe Bryant. Uh, and we talked a bit about uh, the upcoming Super Bowl, which is going to be Sunday. I, I'm not going to miss that. You know, I was a I've, I've been a big time Laker fan, so I'm really going to miss Kobe. Um, even though he wasn't playing, he was a great Laker. And I like that Magic Johnson has acknowledged him as the greatest Laker. I think I think Shaq did that too. Uh, certainly Jerry West has said really good things about him. And so we're going to miss him. And, 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 and of course, um, you know, big game Sunday, you know, Patrick Mahomes, outstanding young quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, who played with uh, Tom Brady at New England and is now the starter for San Francisco, he didn't come with all the accolades, but all all he's done is win. So, you know, we can't say too much about that. I mean, when all you do is win. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of heroes that are athletes and, you know, and sometimes we – we put them up on pedestals and, and maybe sometimes we put them up on pedestals that we shouldn't. I mean, but, but none of the folks I named, you know, I think are getting accolades that they shouldn't, you know, we talked about a bit about LeBron James just becoming the third leading scorer in the NBA. And he deserves every accolade and every, every uh, pedestal. In fact, the pedestal for him probably needs to be about six feet, eight inches, uh, tall because that's how tall he is and and uh and so these guys are great but you know last week we we talked a bit about it being black history month and i had given a good bit of thought to the fact that we don't elevate entrepreneurs to historic and historic status we do celebrate athletes and entertainers but i do think that we should start to celebrate entrepreneurs. Uh, we should celebrate business owners. And I, 
I thought about this, you know, for overall, but I certainly thought about it a good bit uh, for Black History Month because what is unfortunate is that the history of Blacks in business in America has really not been told or told well enough. And so, you know, uh, traditional scholars who have always written about, you know, great Black contributors like Booker T. Washington and Sojourner Truth, Mary McLeod Bethune, George Washington Carver, Marcus Garvey, uh, you know, uh, Martin Luther King. And, and so, but none of them were entrepreneurs when you really think about it. And so uh, just thinking about that, I, I, I did some research and, um, and, and found something out that I thought was very interesting. So W.E.B. Du Bois was one of the, uh, he's somebody we celebrate during Black history. Uh, and he had, a, he, he had some things that uh, people didn't agree because he believed in promoting the Talented Tenth. And the Talented Tenth was a theory that says, as far as Black people go, that we find our most talented and we promote them. Unfortunately, if you use the talented 10th theory, then you're leaving behind the 90%. So I don't necessarily uh, think that that is appropriate. But one of the things that we find if we research Du Bois is uh, he wrote back in 1898 uh, a, a manuscript which is entitled The Negro in Business. And what I found in reading that, uh, it was really interesting because it says for a Negro then to go into business means a great deal. It is indeed a step in social progress worth measuring. So out of curiosity, I looked at the contents of this uh, Atlanta conference where this manuscript was first disseminated. And what I found out was that the conversations that they, that they were having about black business then were similar to some of the things that we might talk about today. Uh, talking about where opportunities lie, uh, talking about which industries and which locations provided the best likelihood for making money. Uh, and then talking about something that would really be on the top of the list for conversations that we would have today, uh, to talk about capital formation. You know, how do you raise money, get money, borrow money? I mean, all of those things would be apropos to a conversation about business in 2020, just as they were about business in 1898. So we don't promote the achievement of Black entrepreneurs as much as we, we, we could. Um, so you know, the, the capitalism can exist even under the most extreme conditions. Uh, blacks and businesses survived and thrived even during the time when many of their brothers and sisters were enslaved. So, and, and even though blacks have never played on a level playing field as far as economics uh, is concerned, and blacks have been Propertyed more often than they than we've owned property, uh, but to quote Maya Angelou, and still we rise, 
And so even in this America where all of these bad things have happened and where the conversation about business may not have changed for a long, long time, uh, when in the time that many blacks were being enslaved, others owned businesses and still, and still we rise. So I just thought about a few people that were pioneers, uh, folks who were born in slavery, but were ingenious, industrious, and intellectual enough to purchase their freedom, to purchase uh, freedom of their family members, and start profitable businesses. So little known names like John Parker and Free Frank McWhorter. Uh, Parker actually moved from Mobile to Indiana. He started a, proper, uh, a foundry. He obtained patents for agricultural and other equipment used in his business. Uh, he was leased out by his white father and became a substantial landowner uh, and, and was successful in a mining business. You know, free Frank, Frank McWhorter was also, he, was, he became a free man. He bought his freedom. Uh, he was industrious, he was ingenious, he was intellectual, uh, and he was smart enough and savvy enough to buy his freedom. And, but we have to talk about that. We have to make sure that we raise to historic status, or heroic status, I'm sorry, these entrepreneurs. Uh, like a dressmaker named Elizabeth Kelke. Uh, she was around DC in about the 1860s and, uh, and actually uh, worked in the White House. She worked in the White House um, and wrote about her experience both in the White House and in the South. So, so even during the Jim Crow days um, in, in the early 20th century, uh, black companies like uh, North Carolina Mutual Life Insurance and the Mechanics and Farmers Bank were established in Durham. So Durham was one of the first, quote unquote, black Wall Streets when Dr. When John Merrick and Dr. Aaron Moore and Charles Spalding branded uh, uh, their successful endeavor of a company with a soul and a service. So, you know, we, we have to think about that. Obviously, um, I talked a bit about A.G. Gaston, who uh, is my hero, who, who I believe looked at the successes of North Carolina Mutual and started uh, Smith & Gaston Funeral Services and Booker T. Washington Insurance Company. Uh, and we still recognize his contributions. We'll do that in a conference that's coming up really soon. But there were people who have followed in Gaston's footsteps. Uh, Jesse Hill, who was the founder of the Atlanta Life Company. So just as Gaston looked at the North Carolina Mutual companies and the work that Booker T. Washington, his idol and hero had put in, Jesse Hill looked at Gaston and, and had someone he could emulate, someone he could hold up as a hero. Um, Dorothy Brunson, who was the first African-American to own a full power radio station, Herman Russell, uh, who was a political player in Atlanta's rise as a Mecca for black achievement. And Reginald Lewis, um, who helped uh, black companies secure capital, you know, to, to really play in the 
capital markets and, and get money. And he actually purchased a division of, of Beatrice Foods. Uh, it was the largest leveraged buyout of overseas assets by any American firm at that time. And so while we talk about our sports heroes, and indeed we should, uh, they entertain us, uh, they motivate us, they inspire us. Um, they mean a lot to us. They give us pride and, and joy and, and, and something to do on the Saturdays and Sundays, you know, when we're spending time at home with our families. But, but I think we need to spend more time, more time doing research and finding out more about entrepreneurial giants of every color, of every race. But we cannot and we should not leave out the entrepreneurial achievements, the business achievements, the successes that we've had as a race when you think of black people. As George Frazier, who will be appearing at the A.G. Gaston Conference, once wrote in his book entitled Success Runs in Our Race. This is Bob Dickerson. We'll be back with more of In the Black after these very important messages. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. 
Listen every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson, and you're listening to In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Um, we're in the last segment. Uh, boy, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? And we're having so much fun. Uh, had a kind of interesting show tonight. We've gone around, uh, done a few things. Uh, obviously talked about uh, the passing of, of uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, and, and we were all sad about that. Um, we're recording this on Monday, and it happened yesterday, Sunday. You'll be listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, we're still in shock about that. Uh, got a big football game coming up Sunday, the Super Bowl, the San Francisco Giants uh, taking on the, the, I'm sorry, the San Francisco 49ers. The Giants play baseball in San Francisco. The 49ers play football. I know better than that, play, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs who coincidentally played in the first Super Bowl. And they got beat in that one. We'll see, we'll see what happens. And, and of course, you know, I, I got to talk a bit about business. Uh, and we talked about, uh, as we're coming up on Black History Month, uh, we talked a bit about some of the uh, historical black businesses and the fact that we really need to elevate entrepreneurs to historic status. And so, if you are an entrepreneur out there, I'll just give you a little bit of advice in this last segment. And first of all, let me tell you that fear is the enemy of entrepreneurship. You know, I've never known a really successful business owner who was fearful. Uh, quite the contrary, from my experience, successful business men and women are courageous. And sometimes, and well, more often than not, they're daring. And so just to get the scripture for today is Second uh, Timothy says that for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And from that, I draw my statement that fear is the enemy of entrepreneurship. God wants us to go out with the power he gives us to pursue our ideas in business. Sometimes as a business owner, we must, we must do as, as Jesus in Mark 5, 36, uh, when his disciples were afraid and full of doubt, and when he overheard them, he said, don't be afraid, just believe. And so in business, there are going to be some times when you're the only person who believes in your business dream. But don't be afraid. Believe in yourself. Believe in your business idea. Prayerfully and boldly move forward and expect 
expect your reward. So business owners need every advantage. They need every edge, hard work, perseverance, determination, and prayer. And so being armed with God's word and the encouragement that comes from scripture as is certainly invaluable. As a business owner, you know, sometimes you can get overwhelmed, you can get beat up, uh, you can feel unappreciated, you can sort of, sort of begin to question, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And things aren't going well. So I'll leave you with, with one more scripture and then I'll give you some, some different advice. But I want to refer you to Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Uh, when God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So if you're in business and you're getting a little timid, a little fearful, and uh, thinking and wondering and you know not quite sure where you are and where you're going, just know that God has some plans for you and his plans are to prosper you. His plans are to, to give you hope and to give you a future. Now, it's very important, and I mentioned this in our last week's show, that, uh, that you understand that the most important thing that a business can have are customers. In fact, without customers, without sales, they're really in, 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 they're in the business. And so just a couple of things, and we'll revisit some of this from time to time on the program. Because as I mentioned to you last week, nothing happens until somebody sells something. That's what the sign on the wall of one of my former mentors and, and bosses said. So if your customers visit your business, then it's important that you have an attractive space. Uh, your space is a reflection of your brand, it's your image. Uh, it, it talks about, it, it shows your vision of your company. And it also conveys a, a sense of confidence and whether or not you're successful to your clients. When you look successful, you bring back the kind of customers that you want to keep. Uh, the other thing that you have to do is you have to know what sets you apart. You have to know what sets you apart. You have to understand what attracted your customers to your business in the first place. Uh, and so what is it about your business that sets it above competitors? And whatever it was that initially wooed your customers, that's what it's going to take to keep them coming back. Uh, the other thing about marketing, uh, target your marketing, target your marketing. It's so easy to take the shotgun approach, but honestly, the shotgun approach to marketing rarely works and is very expensive. You have to know what your customers are. You have to know who they are. You have to know how to reach them. You have to know what they want. If you're a business and you have employees, then they are very important as well. Uh, you have to make sure that your employees are well-trained. You have to make sure that they understand your philosophy and your company's mission, its core values, your personal vision. Um, and you have to make sure that you create and maintain a company culture. Uh, and that's what's going to allow you to be consistent from day to day, week to week, and year to year. Be sure to understand that you've got to keep your customers happy. Uh, if, if at all possible, you've got to keep your finger on the pulses of your customers. Now, the surest way to grow a business is to add new customers 
while keeping the old ones. I'll repeat that. Add new customers while keeping the old ones. So it's important, extremely important for you to know who your customers are, what makes them buy, and more importantly, what makes them buy for you. Uh, be easily found. I mean, if you're in business, you want people to know where you are, whether you're online, uh, you know, even if you have a call center, if it's face-to-face, -face, your customers need to hear from you on a continual basis. They are the most important thing that your business can have, can keep, and can cultivate are your customers. If you want additional advice uh, from me, then I am happy to give it to you. You've got my information. You can reach me through my website. It's bobdickerson.com, www.bobdickerson.com. Please reach out to me on social media at in the black. That is N-T-H-B-L-K at N-T-H-B-L-K in the black. That says in the black, whether it spells it or not. And also uh, at, Bob, at B. Dickerson Jr. Uh, that's another way of reaching me on Twitter. So I'm, I'm happy to come and talk to your group, meet with you individually, share what I know about starting, grow, growing, and developing your small business. It has really been a pleasure to come to you today. I look forward to being with you again next week on the Voice America Radio Network. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.